Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. This episode is more of a business-oriented one because I was having a conversation with a client and talking about the different aspects of having a business where you produce content. And if you are someone who sends an email out, you write a blog, you post anything in social media, you are a content provider. And I was talking about very matter-of-factly and just kind of off the cuff of the different software that I use in order to run my business. And she was a little, uh, I don't know, slack-jawed because, uh, you know, on Zoom, you can see those things. And she was saying that she can't believe that I keep that all that straight and um, how that feels overwhelming to her and she won't be able to do that in her own business, to which, of course, I assured her, you don't have to. We all run our businesses differently. This is how I run mine. It's not necessarily how you have to run yours. However, I love technology. I love trying things out and working out the kinks. And then I thought, why not do an episode of some of the basic tools that I use that can help maybe save you some time in your research. And I like knowing from customer report what works and what doesn't work. And I I get that they may not all work for all of us, but since I already have the experience and I love this stuff, I figured I would lay it out for you. And you can check them out if you like. We're going to put links in the show notes to all of these. And no, they aren't all affiliate links. I do have an affiliate to one of them, I believe. Um, The others do not. And it's because I, well, I don't mind making money off an affiliate. However, I just want people to have what could be easy for them or to be a lot less research. So we we'll get started. So first of all, we all need a website. Well, you need at least a page. And I know there's some advice out there to say you don't need a website, you don't need a page, you can run your business. I disagree with this. 90% of us go check out to see if there's a website before we hire anyone, before we go to a show, before we um, even cold call or any of that. But the act of checking a website is a habit now. It's It just seems silly to me to not do that. So I am currently using Wix. Now, at this point, I have switched to them very recently. And hopefully by the time this goes live, it is published. I use GoDaddy for an, over a decade and it was fine. Uh, their customer service was amazing. The price was reasonable. I switched to Wix because it was much more integrative. It was easier. They were allowing for more of a, um, you know, customer service model for me that would allow me to get rid of my booking system, um, and put it all in one place. So I'm using Wix and it was cheaper than GoDaddy, I have to say. Um, at this point and loving the intuitiveness of it, of course, the ease of using it and the fact that my assistant and I can work on it and comment back and forth and share updates. And it's all right there, able to um, 
click of a button, have something pretty amazing. And you could do a one page. You do not have to have multiple pages on your website. You don't have to have a blog. You don't have to be totally active in social media. You do have to have an email list. If you want any of your business to be, to be ongoing, um, to have a return effect, you do need to foster a relationship with your people through newsletter, through giving them the information before social media gets it. And you know what? It's just nice to know your people. And I love the emails I get back when I send one out and, and people say you hit it right on the target and not because they're complimenting me, but because it resonated with them. So from a website perspective using Wix, from an email perspective, I use MailChimp and I have tried a ton of them. I find MailChimp to be the most direct. It's got great analytics. Um, you can do a free account for up to, I think it's 1500 subscribers. So you know, I have over that amount. So I pay for the business pro because I also want to, you know, get rid of the marketing thing and the MailChimp label on there. And I want to have more of the bells and whistles so that we can tell what's being opened the most and, and what's not. So MailChimp, besides it's got a cute little chimp on it, allows me to integrate with the Wix website. There's an app. Wix has over 300 apps that will work within, which was another reason I went with them because everything is becoming app-based. Hello, I have an app. Um, and it's how we will run business now and in future. So I don't understand necessarily waiting when you can get in on this and get it all automated as possible. And MailChimp allows that. And like I said, it's free to a certain point. And you could send out a ridiculous number of emails, um, which some people do. Don't be that person. It's annoying and people will unsubscribe. So from the MailChimp uh, perspective, you can schedule things out. Like a lot of this content I do at least a month ahead of time so that it can get edited and then it can become a newsletter, become the social media posts, and then, you know, become our contact with people and promotion, really. And with the MailChimp, you can set that up for a year in advance if you wanted to. If you knew what your sales are going to be, you could set that up. Uh, you set up nurture series where I'm sure you've gotten them if you sign up for an email and then two days later, there's another email. And then maybe four days later, there's another email. Uh, that's called a nurture series. And it's bringing us into the world, maybe helping those that signed up because they wanted a free PDF to know a little bit more about you, which go for it. I've done that so many times. And I offer that if you sign up for my newsletter, you get a PDF. And there are uh, so many integrations that work with that, but the more you can automate your system, the less work you will do. And speaking of that, socialmonials, which is socialmonials, uh, it just doesn't sound like I'm putting an L in there when I say it, is also what we use because any of the content that I create, Enrique, my assistant, goes in and he posts again up to a month in advance. And that just lets us 
breathe a little bit so nothing is last minute. And it's also really funny when a post comes up and I'm like, oh, that's such a good post. And then I realize I actually wrote that one and it's on my own page because it was done a month ago. <laughs> I don't remember it, uh, but it's good that it resonates a second time because then I obviously really liked it. But it, social monials does all the platforms, even Pinterest and um, TikTok. So it allows for that um, thoughtfulness ahead of time. You do have to get organized. You do have to get planned. Um, and you do want to create your content and have it ready to go so that there's no pressure. And I, that one, the one I use is about $19 a month, but the time it saves in not only my hourly rate, but what it would cost to have Enrique do it and remember every day to go post. Oh, who wants that pressure? I can't, I couldn't deal with that kind of pressure. It, it wouldn't be important enough to me, uh, given how fast things roll through in uh, our, our attention span, but especially with the algorithms that we don't control, which is another reason you want an email list. You can have a say over that and the people it's going in their box, they'll see it. Whereas on social media, you don't get that with the exception of Pinterest in that a post, it's an SEO. It's more like a search engine than it is social media. People think of it as social media, but it's not. It's a search engine optimization and it, your post can hang out for years on that. So recommend getting over there and creating some business there. So socialmonials is a way to keep your message present in front of people and to interact again. And it does require in this world of so much noise, it does require repeating yourself. And one of the things I love about it too is I can create an ad campaign and I can have it repeat. And at first I used to be like, oh, I don't want to inundate people. And then I realized they're not even seeing it. They, even if you follow and you like almost everything I do, it's likely that you're not seeing some of my posts just because of the algorithm. So in your business, you have to get past that idea that I'm inundating people, bringing them too much stuff and that's annoying. Well, let them decide. Um, and being able to schedule something to repeat, you put it up once and you say, send it out every Wednesday or something like that is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So how things get to socialmonials is either we create in Canva, which is a free program that if you're not using, I don't know why you're not using it, even if you make up invitations for your kid's birthday party or you're having a yard sale, Canva is by far the best. And again, I have tried many. I like to play around with these things. And I always come back to the ones that don't make me feel like I have to go get a degree in marketing in order to use them. So there's everything on there. You can create an e-course. You can um, do a presentation. You can do your resume. You can, I printed out some beautiful pictures of our animals and some flowers that I took through Canva printed it right here in the house and created a PDF printable. And oh my goodness, they were gorgeous. So Canva is a good source and one that is very easy to use. They have an app that is pretty user-friendly. You just get to do more on the website-based. Um, it's good for a quick 
punch something out, but on the website, it just has a lot more of the bells and whistles. And if you do a pro plan, it's, I think it's like 160 a year or something like that. And it's so worth it. And by having that, again, we share a folder and he's in Venezuela. I'm here in the States and there's, it's, it's seamless. It's absolutely seamless. I love it. And for us to post the audiogram and an audiogram are those posts that you see where someone's giving a clip of their podcast or a video and usually it has a little wavy line, which is called a waveline, waveform, um, to let you know that somebody's talking. But if you're doing video, you need to put the closed captioning on. People who are not doing closed captioning right now are missing an opportunity to connect with a potential um, client or purchaser because most of us are scrolling these things with our sound off. And if there's not closed captioning, I go right by. I, I don't care how intriguing the video looks. I go right by. I don't have time for that stuff. <laughs> so if you are in business and you're not doing closed captioning, get on it. And one way you can do that, there's, uh, I'm not going to remember the name, TTP files, AXT files. There's all of these files that you can create. I found... It was recommended to me by Neil, my podcast guy, and then I forgot he recommended it to me. And then another person brought it up because they knew I was looking for some editing software. And then once I played around with it, there was no going back. And it's called Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. And you can try it out for free. And they're not pushy about subscribing. This is the one I have the affiliate to because I think I'm... (laughs) I think I make like three bucks, (laughs) but I don't care because I want people to use this. I'm recording in it right now and it has the capability to transcribe as you're talking. And it also has the capability to um, put studio sound on, to edit the sound, the track, to take out breaths. When I lose my track, uh, my train of thought, it can take that out. That's not even the most amazing part. The most amazing part is it has this thing called overdub. So say I was recording a commercial and I wanted it to sound very excited. And I didn't necessarily think I could record that that excited. I could type it all out. And because I've read some content into the program in an excited voice, it will speak it in my voice and create that commercial. And it just blows my mind. And if there's a transcription of what you've put together and you stumbled over some words or you say, uh, like the, those kind of things, there's a drop down and you hit remove filler words and it just takes them all out like magic. Creating the audiogram in other programs used to take my assistant's 45 minutes to an hour because you have to isolate the part of the track you want. You have to bring in, you have to work with like three or four different programs. In Descript, you bring it in and you bring in the waveform. It takes, it takes me about, uh, about four or five minutes to create one. So much so that now when Enrique does the podcast, he gives me five choices that I can choose from within the podcast of stuff I've said that can be that sound bite for the audiogram. So it takes 
like five minutes to do that, especially if you already have your, your graphic. You just drag and drop all of this stuff. The ability to change the grammar, the ability to put a word in because you skipped over the word when you're reading it later, and the ability to take out some filler stuff all within the same program. It's AI-based and it's brilliant. So for those of you who do some content, you record video, uh, if you are doing any kind of training. We have used this for, in companies that I consult with, we have used this for our team meetings because you can have as many tracks as you want and it will recognize the person's voice and what microphone they're using and give you a full transcript of that as soon as you finish the call. And I have to say their YouTube videos are brilliant too. So as you can see, I'm very excited about this. Why? Because I have done, in addition to a full workload, you know, 15 hours of admin stuff until these programs came along. So there will definitely be a link to Descript in the show notes for that. Uh, check it out. It's worth it. Now, once I record the podcast, I upload it all to a a program called Basecamp. Now, this is free. There are pro plans to it. I've stuck with the free one, and it gives you three different camps to use. And I've just made projects underneath those camps. So I didn't keep creating projects. I have an overarching subject matter, and then there are projects within the projects. And one of them is called a Tada list because we should celebrate the things that we get to do. So the Tada list is one that when I'm having a thought of, oh, this needs to be done, it doesn't need its own project list. It just needs to be put in there. Like I just asked Enrique to change a photo on my newsletter because it's very dark and kind of closed in. And I said, can you go get a picture that's lighter and put it in there? That went on the Tada list. It doesn't need to be its own project. But within Basecamp, we have a thing what they call a ping, which I freaking love because that is what I have called when I get an intuitive hit. I got a ping you wanted me to call. What's up? You know, so <laughs> it was even better that it had that. And that's the ability to communicate back and forth. And they just added, they're always adding things and making it better, which I also love. And it keeps us organized. I didn't like Trello. I didn't like Airtable. I'm, I'm not an Excel spreadsheet kind of chick. I'm a, a flowchart person. And you can sync this up with your Google Calendar and it will help you to stay on track. I don't do that. I use the app of uh, Basecamp because I don't want to fill my calendar up. It's already <laughs> full enough. I don't need to see all the tadas that are due because we get kind of micro. We have those that show up every week and you know you have to do them, especially for a podcast or newsletter or social media. And then we have those that are longer term projects. And then we have files that hold, you know, the logo that you use all the time and one stop shopping. And thus far, it's been free, no cost to us, um, which is a good business thing, right? And then that uh, keeps us all organized. It keeps accountable. And um, when I had other members of our team and they weren't meeting things by the accomplishment point, which is what I call a deadline, 
I would say to them, it's right there in front of you. I can see it. You can see it. What happened? Um, and then make that call whether they leave the team or not. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. So, Basecamp. And that keeps your brain from wandering. Within Basecamp, I have draft documents. Every time I get an idea for a podcast, it goes on my podcast idea draft document. I go right to the app and I put it there. I have over 50 something topics in there now so that when I get to these days where I'm recording, I, well, a couple of days before I do a little research and then I get ready to roll because there's already these topics. I don't have to sit there and stare at the screen and say, what the H-E double hockey sticks am I going to talk about today? So recording in Descript, it gets uploaded to Basecamp. And then from there, Neil does his magic and then it gets put back in Basecamp. He deletes the original file and he puts the improved file in. And then that gets uploaded to Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. If you have a podcast and you want it to grow and you want it to be on all the platforms, Libsyn is the best, I think. And yes, I've tried others. Um, I tried Anchor, which is a good place to start if you'd like, if you don't want to pay. Um, Libsyn is $19 a month. And the analytics that are there, uh, the fact that it I don't have to think about pushing it to Google every week. It just goes because we spent the time to go in and set up the parameters. It holds the artwork. It holds the content. Um, it has a web page if you'd like to use that. I use my own web page. Um, and it has it supports all the players that are out there. Some I didn't even know existed. It pushes it too. So, and you get the feedback of in what country are they listening on what device, if that's important to you. And Libsyn is so dependable. I think there was one glitch in the three and a half years I've used it. And that was not actually on their end. It had something to do with the, the service provider in their area. So it's been very dependable to me. And you know, on a podcast is not a life-saving device. It, if it's down for 10 minutes, we are not going to get all worked up about it. And the podcast content then becomes all of that social media and newsletter and blog that I talked about. And having these things in place allows for the idea of expansion. If you don't have automation somewhere in your business, you are doing every little thing all by yourself. And you will run out of you. There won't be enough of you. And as much as I love the fact that I get to employ and, and, and share the Baird Enterprises, you know, bucket, it's good to have these things 
that work 24-7 because no one should ask a person to do that. And along the lines of integrating with the Google Calendar, this is something that if I didn't have, if you ask me, Vicki, are you available? You'll see me reach for my phone because even though I know there's certain days that I have blocked out that nobody gets on, I just don't know. So my booking system that I've used for years called Acuity, which is now Square Up, and which I'm switching to Wix. It's been wonderful, but it's just time to change. Uh, everything syncs to my Google Calendar. I have my booking program and an app on my phone, but everything goes to Google. That way, if I put in a dentist appointment or if I have a meeting, it blocks it off so nobody can book that time. And syncing your calendar up that way will just keep you sane. I have some people that I'm working with this <laughs> in a coaching way. Because when I say, okay, when do you want to meet? They grab the paper calendar. And I'm not saying that's bad, but things get missed. And then, and, and I've seen a pattern in those that rely on that, that things do get missed or they'll have a, a calendar for this and a calendar for that and a calendar for it. Just have it sync all in one place. Whether that's your Apple calendar, your Google calendar, doesn't matter. Have it sync in one place. And I color code my calendar. So I know that if somebody's in my system and it has an orange square, they haven't paid me yet. If somebody, because sometimes people renew um, and I haven't collected yet, I if it's, you know, got a, a blue, they paid, we're all good to go. If it's got a star, and this is all within the booking system. I didn't come up with this, but I did assign the colors so that I don't have to go in each time and think, okay, where are we in payment? What do we need to do here? Um, and where am I supposed to be? So uh, the Google documents are the best by far because if you're creating documents in pages, it doesn't, you know, people on Android devices can't always read it. If you're doing things in numbers, I'm a Mac girl. So if I'm doing things in numbers, I have to export to Excel, but Google Sheets, everybody understands. So it's a way to create that seamlessness. So you don't have to think about things. And then it's beautiful to have it available. Often when I'm getting my hair colored and cut, I'm working in Google Documents because I can do it right there in the chair and because it's everywhere I need to be. And thus far, there's no charge for it. I do have Gmail Business Suite, and I choose to do that because I want it to say VickiBaird.com. I don't want it to say gmail.com. If you have a business, you ought to have your email and your business name as your email. It's easy to set up aliases. Do not cheap out on this, really. Please don't cheap out on that. So as I'm creating documents, yes, using Canva and yes, using uh, Google Docs, I found a system that I love called DocHub, D-O-C-H-U-B, um, <laughs> which when I first saw it, I'm like, Dachub, Dochub, Jaja, oh, DocHub. Took me a minute. And this is a, a signing, much like DocuSign or something like that. But the nice thing about DocHub is you can bring them into like my contracts now. Instead of emailing it to someone, they sign it, they scan it, they download it. You know the drill. I send it through DocHub. They sign it. I get the confirmation. And I also, for those of you coaches out there or doctors or anyone that's doing an intake form, I get all the answers from the intake form. 
and it's very easy to use. And it was $4.99 a month. Um, and actually I haven't even paid for that yet because I haven't gone over the minimum number of signing for month per month. So we're still, we're still rocking the, the free plan. So Doc Hub is a great, uh, source if you want to have people sign. Um, I, I'll be honest, this is new in my business. I would take the fact that people purchase the package as our contract, as our agreement. And recently I've switched to here's your contract that you'll sign. And it just talks about, you know, what I'm responsible for, what clients responsible for. Then there's a welcome packet and then there's an intake packet. And then it allows for like when a company, when I go on retainer with a company, I send that contract out and just nice and clear and everybody knows what to expect. And I'm available on Voxer. You reach me here. If you're on contract, I'm available on Voxer. Um, otherwise, Vicky at VickyBaird.com because <laughs> uh, we can't be everywhere at once. So Voxer, didn't plan on talking about that one, but that's a great one too. Uh, it allows you to walkie-talkie and have verbal conversations back and forth, which is nice to hear somebody's voice and to hear the inflection and kind of lovely about that too. So Doc Hub allows for the professional look um, pulled together. A lot of these things... I'll pay on a yearly basis. I prefer to do the yearly for the deep discount. And when I added it up the other day, I'm somewhere around $1,200 a year for everything that I use. That, for my peace of mind, is so worth it. So worth it. Um, of course, there's the app, which is going to have some updates here pretty soon and some new content going in. And I use passion.io for that because I'm not building an app. I will go in and put the content in, but I don't know how to do all that programming. I had, I learned how to do an Apple developer account and a Google developer account and all of that, which is not hard because Passion.io walks you straight through it. And that one is a little bit pricier because you're investing in an app of your own. But I locked into every once in a while, they'll do a lifetime pricing. And I locked into that and just went with it so that it made sense for my business. It was easy that, you know, one purchase was going to pay for that year um, of it. So it's something to look at if you want to have all of your stuff in one place. And that is my goal. And like I said earlier, that we're so app driven right now, it's only going to get more and more pervasive. So the more you can make one place to be, I think the better. And then last year, like when Instagram and Facebook and some of them crashed, and then you just don't get to see anything and you like to see it's a, uh, a place to call your home base and still have all this interaction. And they just updated the chat which makes it better in the community, which makes it better. So it'll go through some growth here. But there are other platforms that you can sign up for that. Passion.io is very proud of creating it. It is an ongoing thing. I will be more active in it as time goes forward. But you can reach me on there and you can take courses on there and you can be part of a community in there. And of course, there's Vimeo, which you're probably familiar with. And that's a great way to host videos, YouTube or Vimeo. I like Vimeo because it's my 
there's a lot of control in what gets seen, what doesn't get seen. The analytics are good. And it's a great way to send to people because you can just send the link. You don't bog down their system with this, you know, two gigabyte video. <laughs> and it has some, it has some editing qualities to it, but I would say edit in your other programs like Descript and such, and then upload to Vimeo. And it allows you to organize it by topic. And it's just a great system. You can record live there. Uh, which is also helpful. And some of the platforms now, they, because they don't, I'm assuming because they don't want to host all of our video, now where they want you to do is put a Vimeo link in and then the video becomes live, but it's being hosted over at Vimeo. It's not being hosted on the individual provider's website. So things like that you have to think of. And again, you don't have to do all of these things. And it sounds like a lot. Uh, you can pick and choose. But if you're someone who, like myself, I want to teach more online classes. I want to offer more of that service so that I have my clients that have me exclusively. And I have this community that, you know, the pricing is available to everyone. Right. So it allows me to have everything that Vicky wants. <laughs> so Vimeo is a good source. Uh, and then to wrap it all up, I, well, not to wrap it all up. One before I wrap it all up. I have used Square as a processor for eons since they came out. I find them very easy to use. Their reports are lovely. They integrate with just about everything you can imagine. And it is pretty user friendly for the clients for booking and everything. Uh, Square, Stripe is also good. Um, and I accept PayPal and I limited Venmo just because there's too many places you can get crazy. Um, I don't necessarily allow people to tell me how they'll pay. These are my options. You can do through the website, you can pay an invoice or you can pay me through PayPal. And the integrations are all there. It's pretty fundamental at this point. They figured out how to do it so well. The money's available the next day if you want it to be, with the exception of weekends. Well, you could pay extra to have it shipped in. I won't do that. <laughs> I'll wait till Monday. Thank you very much. So to wrap it all up is the finance part. I used QuickBooks up until last month. And the reason I left QuickBooks was because the pricing became ridiculous for the most basic package. And I couldn't in good conscience keep doing that. Oh, I also do payroll through Square uh, because I'm an S-Corp. I have to pay myself and pay the government and pay my personal tax. So yeah, um, Square keeps it all beautifully organized so that I don't get any fines. I Everything's reported on time and um, I'm uh, compliant. And then I have a W-2 when you want to do things like buying a car or contribute to Social Security that will hopefully still be there when I get there. So QuickBooks, ridiculously expensive. Um, it did not give enough of the benefit for what they were charging. I didn't feel. I have moved to Zoho Books, Z-O-H-O, and it's organized. It's beautiful. It's a fraction of the cost. Also has payroll, integrates with Wix. You know, basically everything that can 
talk nicely to each other is available in Zoho and does things automated. My information pulls in from Square. It pulls in from PayPal. I don't have to do any of the work there except to approve my, you know, my bank charges and reconcile my statements and make sure that they're in the proper department. Definitely helps to live with an accountant to help you set up a very beautiful uh, system. So if you need help, um, well, I could hire him out, but I'm also happy to help you <laughs> in that regard. So Zoho Books, you need an accounting software. You need something to keep track of expenses, income, uh, depreciation, uh, payroll, all the things that are necessary in having a business. And it's not that hard. I know it can seem overwhelming and daunting at times, but it's all actually pretty easy to understand as long as you create a system and the system has to start with you. And if you don't have a booking system, if you don't have some kind of financial software, something that you're doing, keeping track of the income that's coming in, you have a hobby, you don't have a business. And your hobby may be costing you more than you realize. Your business may be costing you more than you realize. If you're not running those profit and loss and you're not looking at your expenses, you're missing a great deal of love and appreciation for your business and manifesting ability. So that's a lot of information. Um, you may follow up, listen to this again, maybe save it if you want to come back to it. Like I said, there will be links when you click on one of the links in the show notes, it will also take you to a transcription of this podcast and you can print it out if you wanted. So that's through the descript too. Um, I love all this stuff. I know people think like there's something a little odd with my head, but the, I love systems. I love creating ease for businesses and uh, we have this stuff available. Why not use it? And then you can decide, you know, what's important to you, what's not, what's working, what's not working. There's probably eight or nine programs that I didn't write down that I have purchased that I own that I just don't use. And they do not make my life easier. So they're not on this list. And they're ones that I probably got caught up in because of the excitement of what they did, but then it didn't end up being fundamentally helpful to my business. And yet they may show up when I'm working with someone else. So they're worth the investment, but this hopefully saves you time and money and headache. And, you know, I offer business consulting. So these are some of the things that you get within it and how to produce your own podcast. And these are some of the things that we talk about. So I thought I'd toss it out there for you. And I am so glad you were here today if you hung out this long. <laughs> and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird. And you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.